Well, hello everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, today we're starting a brand new series and I'm very excited about this series. This series is Knowing the God You Pray To. That's what I've called it, Knowing the God You Pray To. And the reason uh, I'm doing this series early in the year is, well, as much as it is for you, it certainly is for me. What I've learned in my spiritual life, in my walk with God, is that sometimes I've got to come back and I've got to remind myself about the God that I'm praying to. Because it's so simple, isn't it? It's so simple to, to, to be, shrink God down to what we can imagine, to in a sense put God in a box, to be able to see God in the ways that maybe we've become accustomed to seeing him that in a sense sometimes limit us seeing God for all that he is. See, it is so easy to shrink God down to what we can imagine. Some of us see God as a policeman. Some people see God as this loving uh, being. Some people see God as this uh, old man with a white beard sitting on a stool chair throne about to judge us. And we have all of these images. And, and, and it's human to have images because our minds want to be able to conceive. Uh, but the problem is, is that what we sometimes conceive in imagining what we pray to limits our ability to relate to God. What I want to do is, is go very slow and just make some very small points along the way, but that will end up being big points as you reflect upon them. And I might, I might give you a scripture or a thought each day that you can just think about through that day, pray about through that day. If you're someone who maybe is not a Christian or you're someone who's not so sure about your faith, this series will give you an image of who God is that uh, will help you come to, come to understand who God is. If you're someone who's been a Christian for a long time, you've walked with God for a long time, my prayer is that this will expand your image because I know for me, who've been doing this church stuff, this God stuff for a long time, if I don't pause occasionally and stop and reset my thought to who God really is, the God that I really am praying to, I very much limit God, limit his power and limit his effectiveness in my life. Another reason I'm going to go slow is I suspect for some people this series will disturb them. Disturb them because the image that they have held on to for so long Well, in a sense, I'm going to explode that image, maybe, because as we look at God and we see God for all and who God is, that God is so seriously bigger. See, when we look at God's nature, God's character, God's knowledge, it is beyond what we can comprehend. Now, now all of you, you all even say, of course, that's true, Bruce. We know that God's nature, character, knowledge is beyond what we can comprehend. We know that. But sometimes we don't treat God like that. We don't treat God whose knowledge, character and, 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 and nature is beyond us. Any of us who employ, employ people to work for us, and I do, whether you're a manager or you own your own business, uh, one of the things that you get taught early in management life is to understand the people that you're employing. Because different people have different personality types. People learn in different ways. Some people are readers. Some people are, you know, are far more 
what they see, they take in. Some people are far more conversational. Some people go away, sit and think about it all by themselves, come to a decision. Some people call people in, talk to them all together, comes to decisions. People are different. Some people are outgoing. Some people are very quiet. They're extroverts, introverts. Some people are structured. It's all ordered. Some people are unstructured. None of it's wrong, but all very different. And as you get to know a person and you begin to understand what they are like, one, you can relate to them far better and you understand them far better and you understand how they operate. And so there's a deeper level of friendship, intimacy, effectiveness in the relationship. It's exactly the same with God. That when we come to understand God's nature, character, knowledge, that it is so far beyond what we can comprehend, uh, it is quite mind-blowing. Now, if we go to Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, I want to have a look at Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. And you might take this verse of scripture and you might just think about it, pray about it, reflect on it. And it says this, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, doing wonders? Again, uh, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holy, awesome in splendor, doing wonders the writer of exodus is effectively saying there is no one there is no one like god god is completely totally unique so all of our images our words uh, are limited are limited see right back if we go to genesis chapter 1 verse 1 we go right back to the very beginning of the bible in genesis uh, it starts and it says in the beginning when god In the beginning, when God, if we go right back to the beginning, God before time existed, if we can even talk of time, God was alone. There was nothing around him. There was nothing with him. To be honest with you, even using the language him is to limit God. We know later on in Genesis, it says that we were made male and female. God created human beings, that God is beyond even the definitions of our words. So God was alone. God, there was nothing around him or with him. Heaven didn't exist. The universe didn't exist. There were no angels. There were no people. There was nothing. God had been in eternity all by himself throughout history, whatever history was in those days. And God was fully absolutely sufficient in himself. Nothing is ever added to God and nothing can ever be taken away from God. God is complete and whole in himself. The God you and I pray for is complete. There is nothing that can be added, nothing that can be subtracted from who God is. There is nothing that we can say to God that makes God more complete. There is nothing that we can say to God that makes God less. God is completely, utterly, totally complete in and of himself. Now, I I sometimes don't think of God in that way. Sometimes I think of God in a sense, as I've I've said on, on various occasions, as being a more perfect version of a person. We might say the perfect version. But when we think about God, God is, think about it, God is complete and absolute in and of himself, herself. God is complete. Nothing can be added. When I look at my life, there's a whole pile of things that can be added to make my life better, to make me a better person. But God is all by 
all by himself, complete and sufficient. When God didn't have to make human beings, in the book of Ephesians, it says God did out of the abundance of his grace and for his glory, created people. God didn't need anything. God does not need anything. But scripture tells us that God turned all of the infinite nature of who he was and he expressed that by creating human beings and creating the universe out of the abundance of who he is. And he poured the totality of his love, of God's love, this being that is complete and absolute in and of himself, he's poured that upon us, upon us. It's simply remarkable. And so today, as you walk around, as you think, think to yourself, God is complete. The God I worship is absolute. The God I worship, there is nothing that can be added to that God. And I find my response when I begin to think of this is that it brings me to that place of praise and worship where I often find myself closing my eyes and saying, God, you are holy and you are magnificent. You are beyond what I can comprehend. You are perfect in every way. There is nothing that can be added to you that would make you more and nothing can be taken away. And you turn your heart and your mind and all that you are. I lack so much the words to express. You turn the totality of who you are and you see me. You see us. God, reveal yourself within my spirit, within my life more deeply. So that the God I communicate with, the God I pray with, God who I pray with, is known within me completely. Father, come right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. In this series, I just want to give you a little bit a day. And and you can stop and say, well, I'm not sure what I do with that now. Just go away, pray about that, reflect upon it. And then tomorrow, we'll just add a little bit and we'll add a little bit and we'll add a little, little bit. And so as we do these daily devotionals, And as we reflect on knowing the God we pray for, let's build a picture of this perfect, perfect God who is totally watching you right now. And we can absolutely say that God is never far from you and from me. God bless you. See you tomorrow.